Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Christ. And Father, I thank you that as I open my mouth, you have already filled it. I thank you, God, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you on today. I thank you that the eyes of our understanding... The eyes of our heart is being opened on today. So, God, I thank you, God, that when your word go forth, people are ready to hear your word on this morning. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, turn your Bibles with me again to Psalms 103, verse 20 through 21. Psalms 103, verse 20 through 21. And we're going to hear what God has to say on today. Psalms 103, verse 20 through 21. When we get there, let the church say, Amen. Don't let the rocks cry out for you. The word of God reads, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. You may be seated. God changed my title, so I'm going to use what he told me. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. You know, God is so hilarious. Sometimes you think you're going to come with one thing, and then God will turn that thing around. But God is saying, watch your mouth. And the reason why he's saying to watch your mouth is because the angels, they hearken. They do the word of God. They heed to his word. They're ready to obey his word. So we need to watch our mouth. We need to watch what's going forth out of our mouths because the angels only hearken to the voice of God. And we give voice to his word. We are the ones that speak his word. So we have to watch our mouths. We have to watch what we are saying. We have to watch what we are proclaiming. Because your words go in the atmosphere. And the more you proclaim those words, the more you decree and declare those words, what you're doing is you are planting a seed in your heart. And once that seed is planted in your heart, it begins to go forth out of your mouth and it begins to do exactly what you're saying, whether it's evil or whether it is good. So we need to watch our mouths. No matter what man say, we want to proclaim only what God is saying. We want to make sure that we know what God is saying. We want to make sure that we know the word of God. So we have to spend time in the word so we'll know what to proclaim and what to say. 
So, because some things that we're saying is contrary to what the word of God has already said, what's already written. Remember in Matthew, the fourth chapter, Jesus was being tested. He was being led in the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And when you look at that, the Holy Spirit is leading him in the wilderness. He went into that wilderness because he was on a 40-day fast. But while he was in that wilderness on a 40-day fast, he was being tested. He was being tempted by the devil. I don't know about you, but when you make up your mind to do something for for the Lord, especially when you're going through a wilderness experience, I believe we have a lot of wilderness experiences in this house. The enemy at that time, when he know you at your lowest point, he going to come in and attack you when you at your lowest points. Remember the enemy know your weaknesses. How does he know your weaknesses? Because before you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you served the God of this world. You came into this world as a sinner. But once you accepted Jesus, we know that we're not sinners. We are saints. But the enemy still had something on us. So if you grew up in fear, then the enemy still have fear on you. Until you renew your mind according to the word of God. And that's why you can't be conformed to this world. You can't be adapted, shaped, molded into this world. You got to be transformed, changed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to prove, you will be able to know what the perfect will of God is. You will not know his perfect will until you get into the word of God, into what is written. Once you go into what is written on the pages, you will begin to speak out. And that is rhema. The spoken word is a rhema word. So we want to make sure we know what the word of God is saying. So when we plant that seed in our heart, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. But some of our hearts is so corrupted with things of this world, we're only speaking what we have adapted ourselves too you can tell where people are by the way they speak by the way they act now some people may start out and say praise the lord hallelujah god is good but then they begin to bring junk out the trunk i'm gonna say it again then they begin to bring junk out the trunk they begin to talk opposite to praise the lord god is good and all the time god is good but then they begin to change why because they're speaking out of the abundance of their heart we can have head knowledge and we can have heart knowledge in your head you can keep a lot of things but that's not coming from the heart anything that's in your heart that's planted it's going to be kept but anything in your head you can lose it you can't bring it um from your head the way you can bring it from your heart because when it's in your heart you have made it a part of you and people know the life you live by what comes out of your mouth so we want to make sure that we guard our heart with all diligence for out of it is the issues of life and we want to make sure that we don't be hanging around people that's living a life outside of who they are now that they say they're in Christ you know people by their fruit So we want to make sure we do it God's way and not man's way. God um, is taking me back to Isaiah 55. Go back there with me. I'm just being led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, when you're led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is ready to act on the leading. Amen. 
So Isaiah 55, and we want to go back to look at the verses I went over before. Verse 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there. Now I want you to keep that. As the rain comes down from heaven, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there. When God sends rain and he sends snow, it's not going to return. The reason why is it, the purpose. But the earth, but, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. See, that very first part of that verse there, we need to keep that before us. And we need to see what we're saying. When you begin to see what you're saying, then that word can take root, that seed can take root, because you're actually seeing it as you're saying it, so it's becoming real. I'm going to say it again. If you see it while you say it, it's becoming real in your life. I have learned bad things will pop up so quick. When you think them, all of a sudden you got a mental picture of what you're thinking, and you're seeing that picture so clearly. But when it comes to the word of God, why is that picture of the word just vivid? It's vivid because it's not really in your heart. Whatever's in your heart the most is the biggest picture you're going to get. Whatever is in your heart the most is the biggest picture you're going to get. And it is proven because the more you think on a thing, the more that thing becomes a part of you. The Bible says a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So the more you think about sickness, the more you become sick. The more you think about what your family had, the more it becomes a part of what you have. Whatever you hear, the enemy use what you hear to be a weakness against you. Even if you're saying, no, that's not true, because the Bible tells us to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself, what, above the knowledge of God. So any word that you receive that's exalting itself above the knowledge of God, you want to cast it down. You want to get rid of it. Why? Because the weapons of your warfare is not carnal. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And a stronghold is an area in your life that you held in bondage due to your way of thinking. Even though we have been set free by Jesus and we're no longer slaves to sin, we still can be held in bondage due to our way of thinking. And that's what the enemy knows. So if we don't get the word in us to uproot that stuff that's in us that's not of God, then what's happening when the word is coming, that's coming and it's outpowering the word that you're receiving. That's why you have to guard your heart. Because when your heart becomes hardened, it becomes hardened because you're more sensitive to the things of the world than you are to the word of God. The more you think on a thing, the more that you look at a thing, those are the things you become more sensitive to. And if you're more sensitive to those things, I can preach the word of God all day long. But until you say, God, I'm tired. God, this is not the way you intended for it to be. And until you get into that word yourself, and every day you're getting into that word, you're allowing the word to get in you, all of a sudden that stuff that's there can't stay there. 
Because the word will come in and overpower that. And the word will take that up and it will be planted. So we have to stay in the word of God. This is something that some of us do on a part-time basis. Part-time means that I'm going to be in and out when I want to. But let me rephrase it. Some of us don't do it at all. It's not even a part-time. We put other things before the word because our body is more subjected to the things that we're giving it more than the word of God. If you used to a routine, if you used to getting up and you have a routine of doing certain things, that's what your body has gotten used to. So that ain't hard for your body no more. You just fall into that routine. Really, it's no routine no more. It has become so much a part of you that your body just do it. Amen. When you learn to tie your shoe, you can close your eyes and tie your shoe because it has become a part of you. Anything that has become a part of you is no more routine. So if you have a daily workout routine, it has become so much a part of you, your body wake up and it's ready to work out. But somebody who's not used to working out, your body wake up and it's crack, what? Snap, crackle, pop. Because that's not what your body is used to. But when you get your body used to working out, that body is revived. That body is waking up and saying, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. But if you're not in the word of God the way you need to be every morning, meditating on that word, guess what? Your body ain't going to go to that word. Your body ain't ready to pick up that word. Remember, you are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. The spirit is the real you. The spirit is the part of you, the born again part of you that has everything you need from God. The soul is the middle man that has to be renewed according to the word of God to connect to your spirit. Once the soul connects to your spirit, it begins to flow the power of God to your body and you're doing what the word of God is telling you to do. But if your body is not used to the word, your body is going to fall short. It's not going to do what the word of God is telling it to do. Why? Because that's not what it's used to. It's going to rebel on you. Because your body is saying, it's getting um, information, though, from your heart, actually. Because, see, if your heart is confused, what do I mean by a confused heart? One day you're saying, by Jesus Christ, I'm healed. The next day you're saying, oh, I hurt. When am I going to be healed? You're confusing your heart. But when you steadfast, unremovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, your heart knows what to do. And when your heart know what to do, your mind going to know what to do and your body is going to follow. But if you're not being consistent with what you're doing, guess what's going to happen? You're going to fall short. Even though you have everything you need, you will fall short in an area. How do you fall short? What are you giving more attention to? The Bible says, my son, pay attention to my word. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto all those that find them. And they are health to all flesh. They are medicine. The word of God is your medicine. The enemy does not want you to pay attention to the word of God. Paying attention means I'm inclining my ear to what God is saying. And all this other nonsense, no, that ain't about me. Because I know what the word of God will do for me. I don't know about you, but 
when a scientist or when a doctor tell you that they have something that will help you to get better, we'll climb our ear to that. We'll pay attention to that when we already had what we needed right in front of us, which is the word of God. But I got news for you. Medicine wear off. When your body builds itself up to a certain medication, they have to go stronger with more medication. But when you get into the word of God, the Bible tells me that the word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's living, it's active, it's alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing, it's dividing the soul from the spirit, the joints from the marrow. It is a discerner of thoughts. It knows the intents of the heart. The word of God is what gives you life. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But he said, my word will remain. It'll stand forever. He said, forever my word is settled in heaven. So we got to understand if his word is forever settled, it's not going to change. It's not going to expire. It's going to keep going when nothing else is going. When all medication, when everything ceases to exist, you can go to the medication of God and you can be healed because God already made provisions for you to be healed even before you got saved. So his word is not going to change. It's not going to expire. It's not going to go out of date. Can goods expire? You go in the store, you will see some stuff on the shelf that has an expiration date. And we don't buy it because we don't know if it's going to be harmful for us or not. But this word will never expire. And that's what we got to go on. So God send the rain. He sent the snow to the earth for a purpose. And that purpose, the earth, is to bring forth, is to water the earth. So to bring forth seed for the sower, bread for the eater. So then he goes on to say, so shall my word be. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. He said that it shall accomplish it shall make happen basically that that I sent it to do so God is telling us and it's going to prosper let me read it exactly what it's saying so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void empty but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it y'all that's a promise if God is telling us That his word is going to go out and it's going to do what he's sending it to do. He said, my word is not coming back to me without doing what I said for it to do. He told Jeremiah, he said, I'm going to hasten my word to perform it. God said, I'm watching over my word to perform it. So the more we get into the word and the word get into us, we shouldn't be worried about anything. Because God is not man. That he should lie. God is not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. God said, if you get the first part, quit putting me in the category of man. I'm not going to lie to you. A man may tell you this is going to work. 
But then a few days later, they said, well, you know, I'm sorry. We thought we had this worked out. But something else popped up in the transaction. But God, when he gives you his word, God doesn't change his mind. God stands on his word. He said, my word is not coming back to me void. It's not coming back to me empty, but it's going to accomplish what I sent it to do. It's going to succeed. It's going to prosper. So if we can keep that word deep down on the inside of us. So when things pop up in our lives, guess what's going to pop up out of our heart? See, it's just like a computer. Whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. So you need to watch what you planting in your heart. Because when times get tough, whatever's in you is what's going to come out of you. That's what you're going to begin to speak. Your life is not your own. You were bought with the price. You are the temple of God. This is where God resides in you. So if God resides in me, that means I have the power of God living on the inside of me. But when you don't know what you have, you're trying to get the world to do something for you that the world cannot do. Our dependency has to be upon him. Why did I say all that? To go back to Psalms. I'm going back to Psalms. Go with me to Psalms 103 in the beginning. Psalms 103 in the beginning. Listen at this at the benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. This is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be telling our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Sometimes you got to say it over and over again. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Sometimes that soul act like it don't want to hear you. But you got to say it again. I say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. And all of a sudden the body start reacting to the sound that you decreeing out of your mouth because you're telling the soul this is what you're going to do today you're going to bless the Lord so when you tell that soul what to do that soul have to obey because God say my word is not coming back to me void it's not coming back to me empty I'm hastening my word to perform it in your life go with me Hallelujah to his name. Go with me to Mark 16. Come on, keep blessed the Lord, oh my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Mark 16, 19. Now look, listen at this. So then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up to, into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. So Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. Now look, he told them, I want you to go. I want you to preach. I want you to proclaim this good news. So then after he said that, the Lord, 
Okay, and they went out preached everywhere. The Lord, listen at this, working, working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So if I'm telling my soul, I say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that's within me. God is going to confirm what I'm saying. Y'all don't get it. He got to confirm his word. God is going to be working along with you to hasten his word, to perform his word. Why? Because God is not man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it to you? Shall he not do it for you? Have he not spoken it to you? And shall he not make it good? Don't speak the verse if you can't live it. We speak a thing. But are we living that thing? Because if you speak in that verse, when things come up in your life, that verse should pop up out of you to let you know, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You don't need to fight in this battle because God is not man. That he should lie. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it to you? Shall he not do it for you? Have he not spoken it? And shall he not make it good for you? So stand still. And see. And see. And see. The salvation. The prosperity. The healing. The safety. The deliverance of God. I say stand still. Because God is not man. See, we can quote the verse, but are we living the verse? We quote so many things. But are we living what we're quoting? Are we doing according to the only thing we got to do is take what's written and plan it? We just take what's written off the page. And we plant it in our heart. How do we plant it? By decreeing it, by declaring it, and knowing it's done. That's what we do. But what we try to do is get quick fixes. I'm here to tell you quick fixes wear out. They wear out. You can get a quick fix, and then the next thing you know, you want another quick fix. That's what happened to drug addicts. They want quick fixes. If I can just get me a fix. If I can just have this, I'll be all right. Once that wear off, they want another quick fix. So all their lives, they're looking for quick fixes. But when God sent a laborer amongst their path, God will give them something that go past that quick fix that they know it was the Lord God Almighty and no drug could do them like that. Go back again to Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, verse 2, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So that means the soul has to know the benefits. One benefit, who forgives all your iniquities. What did that mean? I'm forgiven for past, present, and future sins. 
He forgave all, not just one. Jesus sat down once he died on that cross, shed his blood for the remissions of sins. He sat down because he knew it was done. He didn't have to do like the priest. The priest had to continually stand day by day. But Jesus, when he done it once and for all, he sat at the right hand of the Father. And he said, it is done because my blood is on the mercy seat, crying out, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. And then he give us new mercy. Every morning we get new mercy. Come on, even if we mess up over and over again, God said, I don't account it for that. And when we know what he's already accounted for, why do we keep messing up? Because our minds haven't been renewed the way they need to be renewed. He said, don't forget my benefits. He said, I don't forgave you of all your iniquities. And iniquities are what? It keeps going over. And over and over. Transgressions is what you know. You, you have a transgression. You know you don't supposed to, but guess what? You do it anyway. But then those iniquities, they repeat it. Based on what you knew not to do. You just kept repeating. Y'all better understand sin. Sin is where you miss the mark. But when you get to transgression like I'm teaching you today and know what the word is saying, but you refuse to do what the word is saying. But then you come back and repeat it over and over and over and over and over again. He said, he forgave you. Y'all don't get it. He said, I forgave you. And forget not all your benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your disease. He said all. It's not a disease that God has not healed, that Jesus have not paid the price for. He done it all. Even things that scientists, doctors don't know nothing about. He's already healed. He's already made provision for it. Why? Jesus got beat too many times for any of us to be sick. And when we know these things, when it start knocking at our door, wait a minute, how you get in here? Where you come from? And then you remember your benefits. Then you begin to say, body, you don't receive allergies. Body, you don't receive sickness and disease. Body, you don't receive them aches and pains. Body, you don't receive that information. Body, you don't receive sickness and disease. So go in the name of Jesus. That's what we do. So then he go on to say, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. So when we know our benefits, We decree and declare those benefits. We only decree and declare what we know. You cannot decree and declare anything you don't know. Why is it that some of the things that we decree and declare, we know them because they're in our heart. We talk negative because it's in our heart. Have you ever been around a person when you're giving them the truth and they're still talking negative? That's what's in their heart. 
So what we need to tell them is, I have given you the word. So take that word and meditate on that word day and night. Observe to do all that's written within that word. Then you will begin to prosper. Then you will begin to have good success. But until you do that, you're going to still talk like you talk, and I can't change you. The word is what changes you. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is speaking because an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit. Is that not right? Nor a good tree bring forth evil fruit. You are known by your fruit. And every idle word, every non-productive word that we have spoken out that is not in alignment with the word of God, we got to give an account before God when we meet him. We got to give an account for what we said. And y'all, when the Lord put that verse before me, I saw a long script. Just like a, you know how a bride will walk down the aisle and then you throw out that carpet. I'm like, Jesus the Christ. I don't care how saved you are. You're going to be accounted for every word that you have spoken. That was non-productive. Me, you, all of us. So when the carpet got rolled out, I'm like, Jesus. What I say. <laughs> Y'all know, you know exactly what you said. Through the years, all of us have some non-productive words that taint right. So what we got to do is say, Lord, wait a minute. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Come on, when you know what you're saying ain't right, get rid of it. Do what you're supposed to do. When you have art against your brother and sister, come on, let's get it right. Because when you stand before God and you got something against Athea Lofton, I don't know if you do or not, but if you do, get it right. And ain't going to stop you from going to heaven, but it's going to keep you in a place of hell that you don't need to be. And I didn't curse. So we need to get it right. We have what's written to get it right. But some of us are so stubborn, so rebellious, so hard-hearted that we're thinking, if I apologize, I'm going to lose what people think of me. That's pride. Come on, if you're wrong, say you're wrong. It's okay. If you're right, be right. But say you're wrong when you're, I was wrong. I apologize. I should... Y'all know what I have learned. Being married, I think is 32 years, right? It'd be 33 this year. Jeremy helped me to keep up with that. I have learned with being married to my husband, thank the Lord for the Holy Ghost. The hardest thing that was for me was when we got in little spats to go back and say, the lips wouldn't do it. What about y'all? I had a hard time with them lips. I, I, I get back with you. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. I get back with you. Then when I got back with him, well, I wouldn't say what I said if you didn't say what you said. And God taught me this lesson: keep your butt out of it. So see, I had to grow up in those things. To teach you, I had to grow up. I had to become mature. And even when I knew I wasn't wrong, I had to go back and say, forgive me. 
See, that's when you mature. And that way it helps that person to see where they are. But they will never see where they are if you proud. And you won't humble yourself. God wants us to learn to humble ourselves. And when we humble ourselves, he will exalt us. Humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God. And you will be exalted in due season. Because when you got your mind made up and you know you're right, we ain't going to bow down. I know I'm right in this man. I ain't bowing down. Now you might as well catch up. But then when you go spend time with God, God allows these verses to come before you. And next thing you know, you just as humble as a lamb. Now you're ready to listen. See, that's why we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will show us ourselves if we ask him. Holy Spirit, can you help me with this? Holy Spirit, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do, but I know it needs to be said. So could you tell me how to handle this? And the Holy Spirit will come back in with the word that's already been deposited. If you have not deposited the word, you ain't get nothing out. See, in the bank, you know what's in that bank. And some of us be lying and say, I had X amount of dollars. Somebody took my money. You need to investigate. You forgot you spent it yourself. So when they go back and investigate, it comes back on you. Oh, I give you an example. Y'all know how we try to borrow from Peter to pay Paul. Y'all like, like you never borrowed from Peter to pay Paul. Yes, you have. Because you borrowed from the light bill to pay the cable bill. That's borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. You looked at all your bills and you borrowed from one to pay the other and then got an extension on this. Come on, somebody. Don't act like you ain't done it. You may be all right now. Some of you may not be. But when you do that, things catch up with you. So I'll give you an example with me. Y'all remember we was having all those storms. This was way 25 years ago. I remember that, you know, when you got insurance, you want to use your insurance when something happened, right? But how many know that when they pay you your money, you need to do what you said you're going to do with that money, right? So when um, I start doing things rightly, according to the word of God. Now, I used to be a person that when people call me, you trying to get blood out of a turnip? See, I heard that somewhere, and I would use it with the bill collectors, ignorant, gone to see. Because if they lent the money to me and I was the borrower, I supposed to owe no man nothing. But to love them. But my mind wasn't on that. My mind was on, I ain't got it. So if I ain't got it, you ain't getting it. Ignorant, gone to see. So when I grew up in the Lord, got mature in the Lord, and the Lord was showing me how to do bills, right? How to take care of them. The roof was messed up. So I said, okay, we're good. We're going to go ahead and call the insurance company and get the roof fixed. That's what we pay insurance for. So I called the insurance company. She said, okay, Ms. Bryant, we're going to look into that for you. I said, okay, thank you. So we already saying, you know, the roof going to be taken care of. Check this, y'all. She called me back. She said, Ms. Bryant, we already paid you for that. I said, when? I don't know nothing about y'all paying me for no roof. We already paid y'all for that. I said, you need to check your records. I ain't got no money. I sat there with the Holy Ghost. Light come on. I spent that money foolishly. We can't pay you again. I said, you know what? Thank you. So I didn't get mad at them. 
Why am I telling you this? Because when you do things foolishly, and now you're ready to do things righteously, those foolish things pop back up. But I'm going to still tell you something. When you humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you in due season. So I humbled myself. I told, I say, thank you. I didn't realize that at this time, but then I realized. So I began to thank the Lord for my new roof. I began to give God glory that the roof is still going to be put on. I began to say, God, forgive me for trying to get money that I already got that I wasn't aware of at the time. So, God, I give you glory that we have more than enough to do what we need to do concerning this roof. Won't he do it? And he did. See, that's the difference. See, you got to own up. To what you should have done and didn't do. You can't act all prideful. I pay you every da 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 da. And you're going to put my roof on my house. No they ain't. So we see. That your words have power. Your words have power. What was the title of this sermon? Watch your mouth. We need to watch what we say. If it don't line up with the word of God. You putting evil in your atmosphere you want to put life in your atmosphere why because the angels hearken hearken unto the voice of God they obey the voice of God our some of our angels are on vacation because they can't do nothing outside the word of God why are you all into yourself why are you all mad at somebody else you missing your benefits While you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay this and how you're going to do that, you're missing your benefits. Because if you speak the word of God, the angel's going to hearken to that word. It's proven in the word of God. So we want to watch our mouths. We want to watch what come out of our mouth because if it's non-productive, we don't need to be saying it. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to get us stirred up so he can mess us up. He want to stir us up so he can mess us up. And the thing is, once we put it out there, we need to grab hold to what say, come on back. That was wrong. I shouldn't have said it. Forgive me. But what we do, I'm going to tell you how you know if you got a stubborn spirit. You put it out there and you don't say nothing for days. That's a stubborn spirit. And that leads to witchcraft. That's rebellion in there. You speaking witchcraft on yourself because you so prideful. You don't want to apologize to your husband or your wife or your children because I'm your mama. I'm your daddy. I tell you, but if it's wrong, don't provoke your children to wrath. Because you the mama or daddy, you don't think you got a right to apologize the way you come at your children. That's how they know who you are in Christ. When you come back and say, son, it's not what I said, it's how I said it. So forgive me because that was wrong. That was no way. I should not have spoken to you like that. There's a way to speak with authority, but not with hateful words. Not with telling your kids you're stupid. You ain't going to make it. You're lazy. You're just like your daddy. No, they don't have to be like dad. They don't have to be like mom. We want them to be like Jesus. 
So when you speak and they're like that person, guess what's happening? That evil word is landing on that child's head and all of a sudden, oh my Lord, you look like him. More like him every day. You're doing what he do. Why? You spoke it. You speaking those things that be not as though they were. So we need to quit speaking these things if they're not lining up with the getting back to the husbands and wives. We tear one another down. We be in the house in battle. Going through saying one thing after another to each other. Neither one want to apologize. Then when one apologize, the other one come back and say, you always do that. You saying you're sorry. Do you know what sorry means? Tell me what it means. If you don't know what it means, you don't need to say it. But look at your little attitude. So neither one of you getting nowhere. Tell me what it means. Tell me now. See, you ain't sorry. I know what I heard. You always do it. And I can hear somebody saying, you talking about me. If the shoe fit, wear it. And it ain't because I heard you say nothing. I'm being led up here by the Holy Spirit. And as I opened my mouth, I asked him to fill it. So if it's happening in any of your houses, just say, thank you, Lord. I do better. We all have issues with our mouths, including me. But I'm going to tell y'all one thing. When my mouth tried to get ahead of me, I'd be like, shut up. You know that wasn't right. I talked to myself, shut up. Don't you say it. If I don't say it, I'm going to burst. See, I can talk about me. I ain't ashamed to talk about me because the Lord knows my heart and I get it right. It's one thing of doing it and not getting it right. See, because God know all of us, sometimes we fall short in areas, even me. But when I fall short in that area, Lord knows I want to get that area right so I don't have to go back through that same area. If the enemy try to put somebody before me to bring up some past, I'd be like, Lord, where is this coming from? Why is the enemy setting this person before me again? I don't have nothing to do with that person. I have to say, search me. Is there anything in me that's making that person come before me? Is there any dislike in me? Because I don't want to speak nothing out against that person that I shouldn't be speaking. So we need to keep our opinions to ourselves. So we're talking about the angels and what the angels do. The angels hearken. Unto the voice of God. They take heed. They obey his voice. So the angels are. See the angels are sitting right there. And as this word is going forth. They're doing God's word. They're heeding to God's word. Because it is God's word. There was a woman. Who got attacked. She was a saved woman. This is a true story. And when she was getting attacked. They had pulled her in the alley. And there was attacking her. The only thing this woman could remember, y'all, was feathers, feathers. That was Psalms 91. <laughs> feathers, feathers. And they left. See, God knows your heart. And her heart was humble. So she said, feathers, feathers. And the angels came. <laughs> See, you better know. God knows your heart. He knows what you mean. God said, she's saying go. She's saying go. 
He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide up under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord that he is my refuge, he is my strength, and in him I confidently trust. So that's our first part of that verse. But let's go to the other verse. Let's go to 9. Verse 9 through 12. Listen at this. Because you have made the Lord your refuge. Understand, you have to make him your refuge by saying, He who dwells, I'm dwelling, I'm remaining in the secret place of the Most High. I'm abiding up under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord that he's who? My refuge in my what? My fortress in God I will what? Trust. And it says, because you have made the Lord your refuge in the most high, your dwelling place. I'm reading out the Amplified. Check this. Because you have made, keep that. Because you have made the Lord your refuge in the most high, your dwelling place. There shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. Guess why? For he will give his angels charge over you to accompany, defend, and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. They shall bear you up on their hands lest you dash your foot against the stone. They're going to bear you up so you don't dash your foot against the stone. See, the enemy used that very verse with Jesus. Throw yourself down if you the son of God. Jesus knew that was murder. He said, because you got angels. He know that verse. You got angels that if you throw yourself down, they're going to lift you up so you won't strike yourself against a stone. Jesus knew, I don't go outside of God's word. I'm not going to try to kill myself and expect angels to save me. I'm not going to throw myself off of a cliff and then say, save me, save me, to try to prove something to people. So you got to know the difference When you're speaking the word, you don't do things out of stupidity and expect those angels to come to your refuge. You don't do that. So we see in that. And then it goes on to say, I'm going to go back here. Daniel 10 verse 12. Y'all know Daniel. He was praying because the time that um, the prophecy should have come, it was that time and it did not come. So he was trying to get understanding. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself. Let's start, stop there. There have to be some humility and there have to be where our heart is set to get understanding. If you're in the word of God and you're setting your heart to prepare your heart to say, God, Give me some understanding with this. This is how Daniel was. I'm not saying that what Jeremiah said was wrong because Jeremiah was the prophet who said this. He said, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I just need understanding of these weeks. So he humbled himself. He didn't go against the other prophet. If you don't understand what I'm saying, you don't go against me. You get before the Lord and say, Lord, I I need to understand what apostle has said. I need some understanding. I'm humbling myself before you because I'm not trying to exalt myself above her or anyone else. I just need some understanding of what she's saying. 
So this is what Daniel had to do. He had to submit himself totally unto God. That was his heart. He had to give his heart to God to get understanding. And then it says, before your God, your words were heard. Check this. Let's go back to this. When you truly humble yourself with no pride there, because where pride is, there will be a fall. I don't know about you, but I have went to God on some occasions feeling like I was missing all it all. And I went before him acting like Miss Know-it-all and couldn't get no understanding. Because I was stuck on what I thought the, the word of God was saying. See, you can take the word yourself and think you know it. But when you go into this word, I don't care how many times you come across John three sixteen, For God so loved the world and think you really truly understand that scripture. You got to go into the word of God and say, God, thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. Thank you that the eyes of my heart is going to be enlightened today through you. It's not about what I think about what's written. It's about what you have written. So could you give me understanding of this? Don't go into the word of God thinking, oh, I know that. You prideful. Go into the word of God saying, God, even though I think I know, show me what you want me to know. That's how you have to approach the word of God. Some people get so arrogant when it comes to the word of God. When you approach them about what they said, they don't want to bow down. That's arrogancy. Because you're supposed to humble yourself. Daniel humbled himself and God said, your words was heard. He sent an angel to Daniel. He said, your words were heard and I have come because of your word. Because he was praying with a humble heart. Your heart got to be humble when you go before God. You can't go in all pride, especially when you get in an argument dealing with marriages. Some married couples don't even want to talk to each other. Because they feel like the other person don't listen. So I'm just going to keep it to myself. And I'm going to make it the best way I can. Because you just don't listen. That's not humility. Humility says, God, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the way I'm presenting it. So Lord, show me how to go in. Show me how to come out and if if you got a little bit every one of us got some pride i don't care how saved you are you got some pride in you because if somebody asks you something and all of a sudden before you open your mouth you don't raised up you ain't you 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 heard them and you don't raised up and you don't come out with it that's a form of pride sometimes we got to sit and listen at what somebody is saying and get your mind off of what you know Any little thing can help somebody. I know it has helped me because I'm not the one that deal with media a lot. So I would ask the apostle and apostle be giving me all these terms over my head. And y'all, I feel just like I'm ignorant. And apostle would say, well, you do this right here. And it ain't clicking because everything is just coming, just coming. Her confidence, I could tell her confidence in what she's doing. But last night I told apostle, I say, I'll get back with you. Yes, I did. You know when I got back with her? After I sat 
with the Holy Ghost. I said, Holy Ghost, you need to help me with this because I don't know. Apostle was trying to show me, but you help me. Show me what she's saying. Y'all, I sat there. Boom, boom. Called her back. I said, Apostle, I got it. See, sometimes we're not listening. Sometimes we're trying to do without listening. But when I hung up and I said, Holy Spirit, help me. You know what he helped me with? To go back with what she said. See? Just as simple. When we ask the Holy Spirit, he'll take us right back to what a person was saying and he'll make it for you to understand what they're saying. So we need to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is saying unto us, y'all. He will give us everything that we need. We need to come down in pride. So when we look at the word of God, I want to go here. Because the Lord was showing me this one. Matthew 26, 53 through 54. Amplified. I'm still talking about the angels. This is when they um, was ready to come for Jesus and get ready to crucify him. And Peter was getting ready to cut off the ear. And I believe one... Um, Version said that he did, or one uh, between Matthew, Mark, or Luke. They said that he did cut off the ear. Jesus put back on the ear. But then Jesus said, do you suppose that I cannot appeal to my father? And he will immediately provide me with more than 12 legions. That's 80,000 of angels. Some versions say 72. But he will provide me. But listen to what Jesus said. But how then will the scriptures be fulfilled that it must come about this way? Jesus said, if I open my mouth and I summons those angels through the word. He said, the scripture cannot be fulfilled. He said, I can call on these angels and they'll come. But I'll be going outside of what God want me to do. So what am I saying to you? When you speak the word, make sure that's the word that God wants you to speak for that timing. Don't take it upon yourself. I'll give you an example and thank you, Holy Ghost. You know how some of us need money for different things, right? But we ain't doing right with the money that we have. We're not lining up with the word of God where it says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measures Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. I believe that's Luke chapter 6, right? 638. They shall give into your bosom. If you're not giving, how are you decreeing and declaring when you ain't lining up? See, you got to line up with his will. The scripture, the the angels are going to go according to God's will. When you take your money and you do it any kind of way, And it ain't in alignment. Why are you trying to speak God's word to get God's angels to move? God ain't going to move on that. But when you know you're in alignment with the word of God, you can begin to speak. God, you have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. God, you said in your word, if I give, it shall be given back unto me. God, you told me to be a lender and not a borrower. God, you said in your word that you shall supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory 
in Christ Jesus, by Christ Jesus. Lord, you said you do exceedingly, abundantly above all that I can even ask, that I can even think according to the power that works within me. God, you said you are my shepherd and I shall not want, I shall not lack in any area. So I command right now in the name of Jesus, this amount to be given unto me right now in Jesus name. I am debt free. You said, oh, no man, nothing but to love them. So I thank you, God, for the amount that I have decreed and declared. And every day I'm thanking him for it. Guess what those angels are doing? Those angels are at work on my behalf. And they're touching somebody's heart to bring me that amount of money that I have been decreeing and that I have been declaring. And I have been thanking God for it on a daily basis. Then one day, knock, 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 knock. There it is. I just had to come to your house because I felt in my spirit that this is the money that I need to give you. I was going to use it somewhere else, but God told me to drop it off at your house. To God be all the glory. Amen. And that has happened more than one time. Why? Because if I'm in alignment, go with me to 1 John 5. First John 5:14. We're going to turn them Bibles a little bit of them iPad. First John 5:14. Listen at this. Now this is the confidence that I have in him. That if I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. And if I know that he hears me, whatever I ask, I know that I have the petition that I have asked of him. You got to have confidence and assurance knowing that I have already asked. And he said, if I ask, I shall receive. He said, if I seek, I shall find. He said, if I knock, the door shall be opened unto me according to Matthew, the seventh chapter. So God, I done done what your word told me to do. Now I thank you that I already have what I have asked for. I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you praise. God, I'm not afraid to even let go of what I have because if I'm letting go of it rightly, God, you're going to replace it right back in my house. So God, I'm not going to let money be my idol. I'm not going to let money be my God. I thank you for giving me each day my daily bread you said God let your kingdom come in in heaven as it is on earth amen no on earth as it is in heaven so father I thank you that where heaven have I have it here on earth how do I know because I called it forth from heaven whatever I bind you shall bind in heaven whatever I lose you shall lose here on this earth so lord I thank you and I praise you that I have more than enough I'm never in lack see when you know what the word of God is saying Matthew the 8th chapter It's talking about a centurion. This centurion came to Jesus and he was over some soldiers. And he told Jesus, can you come to my house and can you heal uh, my servant? Jesus said, yes, I'll come and heal him. But then that centurion began to say, he said, you know what? You don't have to come to my house. He said, just speak the word. And Jesus, he was astonished at this man. And when Jesus spoke the word, that servant was healed. Why? Because the angels heard it. 
Jesus didn't have to go to the house. So what am I telling you? When somebody call you on the phone and they're going through in their body, they're going through in their finances. When you begin to speak the word of God over that person, that angel, God is dispatching that angel. He said, didn't you hear them? Didn't you hear them? That's my voice. Now you go do what my word is commanding you to do. So each time we speak God's word, the angels are going forth with that word. Let's keep our angels going. Let's don't put our angels on vacation with our mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch what you're saying. We got to think about what we're saying before we say it. Some of us think so long we think wrong. You know what's right and you know what's wrong before you say it. But out of our frustration, we say things that we should not say. We do things that we should not do. We need to quit being so emotionalized in the body of Christ. We have so many he motions and she motions. We get so rejected because we see people talking to this one and people talking to that one. And why people don't want to talk with me. Why I feel like I'm always left out because you allowing that spirit of rejection to land on you due to your way of thinking. Instead of saying I am accepted in the beloved. I have already been adopted. I have already been chosen. I have already been forgiven by God. I am redeemed. I'm not by myself because he said he never leave me nor shall he forsake me God said you got to show yourself friendly some of us are so prideful we want people to come up to us and say oh girl what you got on look good oh girl I just appreciate how you do this and how you do that oh girl what you gonna do tomorrow you want to hang out with me girl girl you got it going on girl And if nobody don't oh girl you, if nobody don't get in your face, you feel like nobody like you. No, you don't like yourself. Because when you like yourself, it don't matter. You don't worry about who come to your house or who don't come to your house. You give God glory because of who you are now in him. A dead person attract flies. The problem is when you know what's going on with you, you deal with it through the word of God and quit throwing off on other people, making other people think it's other people. We always blame other people. Get over your past. Whatever they've done in the past, it's the past. You can't even move forward in the future for your past hugging you. Leave bygones. You can't fix past. What has happened has happened, but it don't have to happen today. Not unless you let it happen. Quit listening to people garbage. You need to say, have you checked you lately? Have you looked at you lately? It may not be them. It could be you. They're going to be mad at you now. Nobody hear me. Nobody listen to me. Nobody never like me. Nobody don't want to hear nothing I got to say. That's why I'm leaving that church. Everybody in there phony just like baloney. One day they're in your face. The next day they're talking about you. Did, they, did you hear them talk about No, I can tell how they act. One day a thief is uh, this, that, the other. The next day she just, hmm. 
I told you them people phoned. The miracle temple ain't who they say they are. You go up in there, you will see. You come out of there quick as you went. That's because deliverance is available for you. Grow up. It's time to grow up. And the word will grow you up. If you in the word, it will grow you up. You will get mature. It's time to come off a 20-year milk. It's time to get the word for yourself. And don't say, I don't know. I can agree with you. You don't know, but God knows all things. And if you seek him while he can be found and spend more time with him than you spending with your emotions, you can come out of the place that you're in. And you can get these benefits that's already been made available for you, for me, for all of us. And I'm going to say again, watch your mouth. Because your mouth will get you in a world of trouble. And y'all, I want to say, and I know all y'all know this. God is so, so good. And you have to take him at his word. Now, I'm going to say take him at his word because, now, I I don't know if y'all know how things work, how computers work in between computers. Like if you got an iPad, you got uh, an iMac, or you got a MacBook, and how things work together. Like if I'm typing on my um, iMac, it'll go to all my other i, you know, Apple stuff. So last night I'm in the office, and I'm just type in my scripture so I don't have to flip here I can just go and just read it just read it so I get in the office over there and I open my iPad ain't nothing there nothing nothing I said Lord all them scriptures they're not there (laughs) but I was at so much peace because see I knew I had the Bible see this equipment here It'll down you. But what's written here, that get in here, in the heart, it's going to come out of your mouth. So everything I gave you wasn't here. It was in here. So what am I telling you? If you don't get the word in you, nothing is going to come out of you. Because things that you write things on, you can lose it, you can misplace it. But God said, if you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High and you're abiding up under the shadows of the Almighty, you can say. You can't say if you're not living and abiding. So we need to quit saying when we're not doing. Do what you say. Say what you mean. And quit trying to put something together to make people think you know because you become a fool. You become senseless. That's what fool is. Senseless. So we need to be careful. Don't give somebody something that you have not been in yourself. Just to have a lot of scriptures. You can have a lot of scriptures, but they don't have no meaning. Whatever you have, they need to mean something to you. Your baby need to be leaping before you present it. Because you done been there. You done done that. And God will end up adding to what you have. 
But don't try to build upon something that you never had. And then when people ask you, what you saying? You better know that you know that you know. This is why in Clem School of Ministry, we're doing the discipleship teaching. And y'all is helping us to know what we know that we know through what's written. So on that note, do we have any visitors today that would like to stay? Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.